forget how terrifying graduate school was for me. It's been 20 years, and I still remember it vividly. Like, the first session I had with a client, it was terrifying. The first time my supervisor observed one of my sessions, it was terrifying. I felt like an imposter, and when I was being observed and scrutinized by other people, I felt like I was going to be discovered as an imposter and kicked out of the profession right away. My hands are getting sweaty just remembering those moments right now. Well, that's what I want to talk about today, therapist graduate school anxiety. Welcome to the Psychology in Seattle podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Kirk Honda. I am a professor and a therapist. This episode is just for patrons of the podcast, so if you're listening to this and you're not a patron of the podcast yet, this episode will end before the content begins. If you want to hear the full episode, you have to become a patron of the podcast by going to patreon.com. That's patreon.com. Patrons get access to all the premium episodes. So if you want to hear the rest of this, go to patreon.com and become one of our patrons. Welcome to the Patron Zone, people. Love you so much. This uh, episode was prompted by patron Brooke. She writes, hey, Kirk, greetings from Australia. I recently became a patron of your podcast and am happy to say that I'm completely addicted. I have also been grappling with the decision to apply for a graduate program in clinical psychology. And after a lot of self-reflection and consideration, I've decided that it's definitely what I want to do with my life. However, during my self-reflection, I realized that I feel a lot of anxiety around some of the tasks and requirements of a clinical program. For example, having other people watch and evaluate my work, running group sessions, or even just the pressure of establishing a good relationship with a client relatively quickly. It all sounds absolutely terrifying. and I am not 100% sure where this anxiety stems from, as I have never been particularly bothered by exams. And I usually feel quite confident in my ability to connect with others in social interactions in my ordinary day-to-day -day life. But for some reason, the thought of having my interactions dissected like that makes me feel super anxious. One possibility could be that I really value being compassionate and empathetic and empathic in my personal life. And the thought of someone assessing and judging my ability to connect with another feels a little threatening to my identity. I also think that because I was emotionally neglected by my parents, I can sometimes find it stressful when I feel as though people are judging me negatively. I can see how it is important for me to be aware of this anxiety so I can manage it during my training, so I can be fully present when I am working with clients, and so I can get the best out of supervision and feedback from instructors. My thoughts so far have been to expose myself to situations that are similar to the context of being a therapist. This year, I started volunteering at a high school working with teens, having a tough time with their... Sorry, I said that sentence. But this year, I started volunteering at a high school that works with teens, having a tough time with their mental health. I absolutely loved the experience, and although I was ridiculously nervous in the first session, by the end, I was feeling a lot more confident in my ability to, to connect with the students I was working with. I'm hoping that if I keep on exposing myself to these situations some of the anxiety will decrease. And at the same time, I will gain some skills that might help me in the future. I also have talked a lot about it with my therapist. He says that he thinks it's very normal to feel anxious during clinical training. And even now he feels anxious about being a psychologist. That made me feel a, a, a little better. 
my boyfriend is a therapist too, and he also has been encouraging of me applying for graduate uh, school. I guess my question to you is this. How can novice and aspiring therapists best manage anxiety about clinical training? Any advice or thoughts would be greatly appreciated. Okay, patron Brooke, I will respond to that now. (laughs) Firstly, yes, graduate school is terrifying, as I talked about at the beginning. being Being a therapist is terrifying for that matter. It destroys your ego from time to time. And that's normal. Anyone who says otherwise is either lying or in denial or narcissistic or something. It's all part of the gig. Just embrace the self-esteem roller coaster that you're about to go on, that you're already experiencing. It'll never end. Being a therapist is inherently challenging to our self-esteem because it's such a hard job and it has so much to do with our personhood. You know, I, I have a hard time believing that plumbers suffer from the same roller coaster, you know. I have a hard time believing that when a plumber has a has an has some ambivalence about whether or not they succeeded at their job. I have a hard time that they have a hard time falling asleep at night. I mean maybe they do, I don't know. But therapy has so much to do with who you are as a person and has so much to do with and there's so much at stake. There's so much at stake, particularly when you're first starting out, because interns tend to get some of the most difficult clients. And so it's a terrifying thing. I was terrified most of the time as a therapist until about five years after graduation. So until about five years after graduation, I was mostly anxious most of the time. And then the anxiety started to decrease. And then about 15 years after graduation, I felt confident, let's say about 95% of the time. But there's still times when I feel terrified and incompetent and like an imposter that just never goes away. Like I said, if it goes away, there's something wrong with you. You're either narcissistic or you don't really care about your work or you're in denial or some other problem. So the anxiety means it's a good sign. Let's just put it that way. Secondly, yes, emotional neglect or abandonment wounds will cause a lot of anxiety in, in a lot of arenas, but particularly as you become trained as a therapist because there's so many authority figures that are going to be looming over you. Your, your instructors, your supervisors, some of your clients are going to be older than you and looming over you. And so, and you're in very close contact with these people. And so if you have any wounds from your childhood, as we all do, then those are going to be transferred onto those situations and you're going to feel those feelings. And that's all normal too. And again, if you're not experiencing that, there's something wrong with you. So it's all just part of the gig. But if you choose the right program, one that uh, you know, treats their students well, and if you build secure relationships with key members in the program, and if you continue healing from your childhood wounds as you are, and if you have a good sense of your anxiety and how to reduce it through various different anxiety management techniques, you should be okay most, if not all the time. Thirdly, Yes, exposing yourself to similar situations will absolutely help. That's a very good call that you're making. Keep doing that. But honestly, it's not that big of a deal that you're experiencing this anxiety. So if you don't really have enough time to expose yourself adequately, it's not a big deal. No one expects interns to be perfect. So if you totally screw up at first and 
and your anxiety makes it so you're a terrible therapist, you know, that's normal. The, 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 I can remember one of my very, I think it was my very first couple session. I was so terrified. There were, you know, my individual clients, I, I was not as terrified and working with kids in the beginning, I was, but there was something about my first couple that just terrified me. And I can remember to this, and this was, you know, 20 some odd years ago. And I remember I was, uh, you know, about to, you know, the, the receptionist said, okay, your client is waiting for you in office number five. And so I'm in this other office and I'm flipping through this book about couple therapy and trying to find an answer to my anxiety. And I, and I could barely even read what I was looking at. <laughs> I mean, it's just so sad. You know, I'm just, I'm terrified. I'm flipping through this book, trying to look for like, how do I become a couples therapist? You know? And I went into that session completely terrified and the anxiety never went away throughout that session. And I completely failed that couple and they never came back. I was so terrified I could barely listen to them. And I'm sure they noticed that, you know, and so they never came back and I totally failed at that. I was a terrible therapist in that moment, but that's okay. If that happens, you know, they, they can find another therapist. It's not the end of the world. And it's just part of the training. You know, that's just part of our, the way that we do things. It's unfortunate for some clients that have to experience us at our, at our bad moments, but you know, we're all human beings and that's just the way that's going to be. So just, you know, expect that that's going to happen. And so if you want to expose yourself, go for it. But, you know, it's not that big of a deal. Fourthly, I commend you for talking with your therapist about your anxiety. And I commend you for being in therapy in general. You wouldn't believe how many people I talk to who are thinking about becoming a therapist or who are being trained as a therapist who have never been to therapy or are not currently in therapy. To go through graduate school is such a roller coaster on so many levels, not only your anxiety and imposter syndrome, but also just your family of origin, your transferences, your issues with your clients and your students, you know, your, your classmates, your instructors, that you need to be in therapy at least once a week. And so I commend you big time for getting into therapy even before you're going to graduate school. So that's great. Fifthly, you are exhibiting high differentiation in the way you're talking about your anxiety. You're not blaming anybody. You're not exhibiting shame. You're, you're just worried about how it will affect your work, and you're facing it. You're facing it head on. You're talking about it with others. You're writing into a podcast about it. You're thinking about it. You're contemplating it. You're trying to find solutions. You're trying out solutions. These are all wonderful signs that you're a, dif- that you're a differentiated person and you're mature. So kudos to you for that. You already have the right stuff. Sixthly, remember that no one expects you to fix people in the first 10 minutes of the first session you have. So expect that you will have... So let's say you're, you know, right now you're like, oh my God, what am I going to do in that first session with those clients? Well, if you can just sort of get through that first session and have it not go as bad as my first session, <laughs> they'll come back for a second session and a third and a fourth, and you'll get more and more relaxed as time goes on. You don't have to fix them in that first session. You won't fix them in the first, you won't fix them in the first couple of months. I mean, even the phrase fix, you know, is funny, but you know, just work with me on this. 
so many times I'm working with novice therapists, particularly in you know their first couple months of of internship, and they're they have so much expectation on themselves. You know, intellectually, interns understand that therapy takes time, but there's something deep inside of them. I don't know where it comes from that believes that they should be able to transform a client within 15 minutes of meeting a client. And uh, so disabuse yourself of that notion as best you can. You'll still have it, I'm sure, but but try to get rid of it because it will create way too much you know, anxiety and expectation and maybe even shame. I, I sometimes tell my trainees this. I tell them, in my in all of my internship, which was a year long, I could really only point to one client that I actually helped, <laughs> that that I actually know that I you know did well with, and there's a chance that the therapy had nothing to do with it because she came to me depressed, and yeah, I think it was depressed, and. A couple of months later, she was not depressed and she thanked me for it. But she also got a job in those two months, which was a big deal for her. She, you know, she had lost her job and so she got a new job. And and so that will absolutely have a huge effect on your depression, right? And so I kind of think it was her, her, the job that she got and not me. And so if I don't count that one, there, there's not a single case in my internship. And this is like, you know, just at the end of my internship, I did this review of like all my clients and I just thought like, okay, who did I help? Who did I not? I couldn't tell if I had helped any of them. Now I very much likely did help them, but it wasn't obvious is the thing, you know, they, at, by the end of the therapy with them, they still had all the same problems. You know, they still had family conflict. They, their grades weren't great. Their self-esteem wasn't great. Their depression wasn't great. So the reason why I'm telling you this is not to tell you that I'm a terrible therapist. I, I feel uh, compelled to say that I've had much more success in the you know subsequent 19 years as a therapist. But <laughs> but my point in telling you this is that it's totally normal to not see extreme noticeable progress in the beginning uh, as a as a therapist, particularly given how hard the clients are. But at the very least, you're not going to see a lot of change in the first few sessions. So what I tell people is don't expect anything out of the first few sessions. Release yourself from that. No one expects you to, you know, instantly fix these people. The other thing I tell people is just listen. I always, people are, you know, novice therapists, they come to me and it's like, well, I have my first session. I don't know what to do. And I say, do you know how to listen to people? Do you know how to, do you know how to nod your head? Do you know how to say, uh-huh, tell me more? And they say, yeah, that's easy. And I say, well, that's all you need to do. All right. Well, that does it for that episode of Psychology in Seattle. Thanks for joining me. Please take care of yourself because you deserve it, particularly because you're a patron. Nah, everyone deserves it, but I don't know. Patron. Patrons. <laughs> okay. See ya.